functional. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle. to solve an inflation problem with more spending, we got to work creating jobs and securing business investments. I like that. A little, a little nod. I don't want to say dig, but a little nod to what's happening on a federal level, by the way, in D.C. still trying to figure out a debt <laughs> debt limit ceiling. That's a mess. That's Governor Mike Parson, State of the State, a couple of weeks ago. Governor Parson joins us right now on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, 93.9, the Eagle, 104.5, News Radio 950, KWOS. We kind of want to drill down on some of the budgetary items that you did mention a couple of weeks ago, Governor, but I want to start with the uh, the annual prayer breakfast. And again, pers- uh, 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 a lot of gratitude that uh, you and your staff would think to ask me personally to do it again this year. Incredibly honored. But after the breakfast... <laughs> Here we go. The, go ahead. The incident. The incident. Uh, I've told this story numerous times. After the governor's prayer breakfast, me and one of the speakers, Pastor Scott Watson from a church in Waynesville, they're trying to shuffle people around for pictures, me and the pastor backing up on this stage so that people can get their pictures, start to fall off. I grab the pastor by the back and immediately think, this is probably not a good idea. So I let go. Probably one one thousandth of a second later, I thought, nope, I'm taking him with me and grabbed him. We both crashed off the stage on our backs. First thing I said to the pastor after I got my bearings, I looked over at the pastor. He was to my left. I said, hey, dude, you all right? And Pastor Watson says, I'm good. And there. And you guys were sitting basically in a dark hole, right? We're laying on our backs in a dark hole. Yeah, and there the, wasn't no sitting about it. I can tell you that right now. A heap. And the curtain opens because we fall through the curtains. There's no wall behind the curtain. Curtain opens. And there's Governor Mike Parson standing over us, probably ten his about ten feet above us. And Governor Parson says, uh, Brandon, you need any help getting up? <laughs> now we have Governor, we had Pastor Scott Watson come on and fact check my story. Yes. He yeah, says it was yeah. all on. We want to ask real quick, what was your recollection of the events of January the fifth, twenty twenty three? Yeah, well, you know, it's a lot shorter story than what you just told because it was the first time in my career I've seen two grown men trying to do a swan dive on <laughs> a four-foot stage. That's what I've seen, and I'm thinking, seriously, guys? Well, this is kind of a moment we need to be uh, being serious about it, and you guys are rolling around down there on the floor doing bear hugs and stuff. So that's the, that's the view I've seen. Now, on that topic, Governor, is there going to be a video of this posted somewhere? Because I think we could get some good views off of this. Well, it would be great, but I think they hid behind the podium to pull all this off. Dang it. We'll check on that. All right. Uh, and then shortly, our guest, Governor Mike Parson, on 93.9 The Eagle, 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. There was uh, the thing that shocked me the most, I think, that surprised me the most, uh, seemed to be universal acceptance of a lot of the things that you said in your state of the state. But the one, one thing I question, we're doing well right now financially, and we're putting money here, there, and there. And my question, and you and I have talked about this before, and I hear it from listeners, what we want to do is that viable long term yeah i don't i don't think there's any question about it. every time we're making these decisions we're gaming these things out five and ten years i mean we we just don't do everything a year at a time here 
in the governor's office. I think that's what we've traditionally done wrong, you know, where we just try to, to be able to do that. And you referred to the federal government a while ago, you know, on the debt ceiling and all that. Look, we're doing every bit of this by balancing the budget every year and spending no more money than we create. And if you believe in creating jobs, if you believe in the workforce, if you believe in the infrastructure and businesses coming here and hiring people, you know, our biggest problem right now is getting people in the workforce, which is a good problem to have because the jobs are available. So we're actually generating revenue, not just trying to reprint money. So that's the huge difference between what we're doing and what's going on in our state and why we're able to put a lot of things in place that just helps everyday people. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. That should be the priority every day of this administration and of this capital, period. Governor, we always appreciate you joining us live and taking time to uh, speak to us. Uh, I did check with Cody Smith, the chairman of the House Budget Committee, yesterday, and he tells us that he expects the pay raise proposal you've recommended, 8.7% COLA increase for state employees. He expects that to start to move early next week. You'd like it done and on your desk by the end of the month so they so they can have it on their paychecks by the end of March. Governor, yeah, I- are, are you optimistic? Yeah, I, you know what I am. You know, you know. I don't know what all happened in the legislative branch, but look, I don't think there's any question we all understand the dynamics of where the economy is today, the competition, the people we got to deal with, and you can't ask state employees just to take it on the chin year in and year out. You know, we want to retain good people just like private business does out there. And again, we're just one. We just want to compete, and you know, and that's why we're trying to do this. It's the same adjustment they made in, on Social Security this year. I mean, so it's not like we're asking for the moon here, uh, but it's it's something I really think it would help uh, retain and be able to hire state employees. As I said in the state of the state, we're 7,000 employees down, and that creates a real problem when you talk about early childhood, when you talk about children's division, mental health, corrections. I mean, those are just high-demand areas, and not everybody wants to do those jobs. All right, our guest, Governor Mike Parson on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. Yeah, Governor, I guess to follow up on that, the $2 night shift differential you're talking about for folks who work the, the overnights at the prisons and social services and Fulton State Hospital. I guess what have you heard from the directors of those departments? And the second side of that is, is two bucks an hour enough to hang on to those folks? Well, we hope so. And yes, we believe it will. I mean, we again, we've tried to analyze that to see really what kind of difference that makes and people working that shift work. And again, you know, very difficult to find somebody a lot of times that want to work those swing shifts and want to work midnight shifts. And just the problems of today, you know, the other thing, we're short on daycare all across this state, and most daycares are set up for those eight to five type of jobs. Uh, There's not a whole lot out there for somebody working a swing shift or a midnight shift. So uh, all of those things, again, are challenging, but again, we're not hitting home runs. We're, you know, we're hitting singles and trying to hit a few doubles and just trying to score runs at the end of the day. Whitey ball, 1980s. <laughs> Seriously. Hey, let's get some things here and there. Maybe at the end of the day, it'll be 1982 all over again, and we'll win another World Series playing uh, whitey ball. Uh, is yeah, it, I like that. Uh, it's a great analogy. That's why I sit here, Governor. Uh, <laughs> uh, there was actually uh, Columbia, Missourian had a story today talking about the average annual income just in one county locally. Almost a fifth of people's annual income can go to child care. And I, I think that's interesting when we talk about, well, get a job, go do this, go do that. 
okay, but then here's reality. And the reality is, and some of this is the fault of the federal government, by the way, in my opinion, is, okay, well, here's, here's, here's a bunch of money. You take this. You don't need to go do anything. Well, sometimes there are still barriers to getting some of those things, um, some of those things done. But there was a lot of stuff, I think, in the state of state that's the peripheral, the peripheral stuff when it comes to helping people move further up the ladder, I guess you'd call it. I, I don't think there's any question that's what we want to do. You know, we're, we're not we're not going to make anybody rich here, but but the point of it is you want them to make a a, a good enough living that they can afford daycare, that they can afford to stay on the job instead of going home. And look, pe- people, all of us want to be able to work hard and earn a decent salary so you can do things in your life, buy things, houses, cars, raise a family. I mean, that's kind of why we all do what we do. And you know, we want to make sure that people have an opportunity to do that. And I think what we're doing is a process uh, that we can continue to grow on. I tell everybody all the time, what we're trying to do is build the foundation to build on. And if you get a good, solid foundation, we're going to be able to improve on it every year. I wanted to ask you this year uh, from your office. Let's, and I know you're busy doing your things, and I know a lot of leaders in the past to say, I'm not getting involved in the sausage-making process. That's for lawmakers to do. But if you were to come out of your office and said, you know, I'm going to go watch a, watch a session in the House or in the Senate today. As a Missourian, what do you think would be one of the hearings or debates that you would just want to sit in on out of curiosity? Not as the governor, but as a resident of Missouri, something that is going to impact you. You know, I, I would always be seeing what are they doing for the future of our state, not that that would be, I think, what I was always looking at any conversations and any debate out there. Take away all the self-centered stuff out of there, all the special interest that, that's in there. What are you really trying to promote out there that really helps, you know, kids, grandkids? Okay. Uh, again, what are you really trying to do to make life better? And also, what are you doing to get out of the way so people can live their lives? Those Those are probably the debates that I always like to listen to to say okay and not only to say it what's your plan to accomplish it how are you going to finish the mission if you say those things and uh that's the big challenge in here every day how, how do you complete the mission actionable items governor parson joining us on wake up mid-missouri governor talk to us uh, maybe we could get your take on it somebody who was a career law enforcement officer heck went went into <laughs> being mp fresh out of high school the take on the the police beating and the death of the young man in memphis yeah, you, you know, look, what happened down there shouldn't have happened. You know, police officers uh, didn't do what they're supposed to do. But, you know, and they're going to be held accountable for it. That's exactly why the law is there. They're not exempt because we wore uniforms and had badges and guns, nor should we ever be exempt. As a matter of fact, I would tell you the vast majority of them are held to a higher standard than most people. When I was sheriff and when I was in the military, we always had to be held at a higher standard than probably most people. So, look, you got to weed out bad operators. That's that's all there is to it. But you can't judge all law enforcement officers on incidents that become national news because day in and day out they get it right every day, and the calls never stop. They exist every day, every day of the year, and the ninety nine point nine percent of the time they get it right. All right, before uh, we let you go, we're appreciative of your time, you and Teresa. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna just guess you were probably hanging out with some family members, maybe the grandkids on Sunday. It was kind of late in the evening. The Chiefs that kick by Harrison Butker puts him in the Super Bowl. How did y'all react, Governor? 
Well, first of all, let me tell you, it was a great game to watch. I'm excited. At the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the year, we talked about how cool would it be to yep. be the 57th governor going to the 57th Super Bowl. Uh, and as the season went on, it got to looking, well, I don't know if that's going to happen. Then all of a sudden, it becomes there. And the other night, I was sitting at Arrowhead Stadium, freezing my, well, it was mighty cold. Uh, and they kicked that field goal right at the last. And that become a reality for me. So it's it's just a big year for me and a big season. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about it. We're excited about it. I'm planning on going to Arizona and Maybe talk a little smack to the Pennsylvania governor, but we'll wait till see how that all goes. I was going to ask to Josh Shapiro. He's the Democrat governor of Pennsylvania. Has he reached out to you regarding some kind of wager on the Eagles and Chiefs? You know what? He has, and we're in the process of that. Uh, I think we'll, we'll be able to say that. Maybe I'll say it now, I think. Uh, I think we're going to be exchanging team flags, signing the flags from the Kansas City Chiefs, and he'll have the Philadelphia Eagles there. And uh, whoever uh, – well – Whoever loses, which more than have to be him, uh, will have to put the Kansas City Chiefs flag on his office for a day there in Pennsylvania. So Man, I like that's it. Kind of, that's kind of where we're at. So, but anyhow, but you know, the one thing I learned from the Cincinnati deal, you know, and I've been around sports all my life, and and even played on the Army basketball team years ago. But here's what I'll tell you: there's one thing about when you're talking trash. You know, and there's a huge difference between talking trash and taking out the trash. And Cincinnati knows what that feeling is like Monday after they left Arrowhead, what it's like to take out the trash. Kid Rock said one time, you ain't bragging if you can back it up. Governor Mike Parson, anything else you would like to add before we let you go? Nope, you guys right. carry on, man. Play them tunes. You had some good music going this morning. <laughs> All right, we'll do it for you. Governor Mike Parson, 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio, 950 KWOS. Josh Shapiro, the governor of Pennsylvania. So you heard the governor say that's his. Uh, that's the bet. Uh, his birthplace, Josh Shapiro, Kansas City, Missouri. How about that? Coming up, leftovers. A couple of things we didn't get a chance to get to here on the show. 